You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the US, and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Therapy for Your Money. Today, we're talking about what you can do now to prepare for a potential recession. Now, if you've been watching the news like me, it seems like every day they're talking about a recession. Are we in it? Is it coming? What's happening? And while I don't have a crystal ball and I can't tell you when there will be a recession, I can tell you that at some point in your lifetime, there likely will be another recession. And so I just want to talk about what are some of the tools, what are some of the things that you can do now uh, to prepare just in case that is coming. First, I want to acknowledge that it's way easier to have an abundance mindset when everything is going perfectly. I think a lot of business owners will naturally slip into that scarcity mindset when there is uncertainty and then even more specifically financial uncertainty. One of the fastest ways that a practice might get in trouble uh, when there is financial uncertainty is when they run out of cash. Ultimately, especially in a small business, cash truly is king. I like to think of a practice like a car that's driving down the highway. So there's the, the small little cars that are very nimble. They can weave in and out of traffic. They can turn around really easily. They can U-turn. Nothing is really a big deal. But then when we look at a large group practice, I might compare that to an 18-wheeler where they're coming down the highway really quickly. You don't want to pull right in front of that truck, right? It's going to take them a lot of time to stop. It's going to take them a lot of space to maneuver to be able to turn around. So I really think that analogy applies to to needing cash in a private practice. The more small and nimble you are, the less cash you need as a reserve. But the larger the practice, like if it's an 18-wheeler, you want to have a good amount of cash because it's going to take you a minute to readjust and go into a new direction. And so one of the specific ways that practices can get in trouble is when there is a system built on always increasing cash flow or at least neutral cash flow. Uh, So maybe you're expecting your deposits to be about the same or slightly increasing from week to week. Uh, When you have a system like that, it's not uncommon for practices to need cash to come in this week in order to pay payroll from the previous pay period. It's not ideal, but that still doesn't mean that it's not the reality of many practices. So that does work when your cash flow is constantly at least neutral or increasing, but When there's a financial downturn, like we saw, for example, in March 2020, when all of a sudden everything shut down, where you have a situation where every week there's less cash coming in, in part because there's less sessions, less clients are coming in, the clients are feeling uncertain. Um, In that case, also insurance companies were all moving remote, so they were not particularly fast to pay. But so your decrease in cash flow might mean you might not have enough cash this week to pay for last week's payroll. And that can be a really big, a really big problem. So there are some things that you can do now in order to prepare just in case something is coming. First of all, 
there is a cash reserve or an emergency fund. So when you are a business owner, I highly, 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 highly recommend having an emergency fund both in the business and in your personal life as well. In the business, I tend to recommend about a two month, uh, two months of expenses as an emergency fund. Um, one of the, the clarifying questions I get often is, does that include payroll? And I personally would include payroll just because even if, if cash stops coming into your business today, chances are you still have some payroll to pay out to your team members. So I would look at what are two months worth of expenses, including your um, salary or payment as an owner. And I would aim to build that up as an emergency fund or a cash reserve in the business. Now, obviously, that can take a while to build up. It's not going to happen overnight, but I'd still always rather have some cash reserve than none. And when we look at the personal side in your personal life, I would love to see you have three to six months worth of expenses saved in a savings account that is personal. So look at your your household expenses. What is three to six months worth of expenses and then save that amount of money. So again, it's not going to happen overnight. It will take time. But I like to think of that as kind of a peace of mind or a um, help me sleep at night kind of thing, right? When you know that you are okay on the personal side and that you have a buffer on the business, those are things that are really going to help give you a lot of peace of mind and help you sleep at night. All right, that was tip number one. Tip number two is consider opening a line of credit. Now, I'm not a big fan of debt. I really am not. But I think there is something to be said for having credit available. So if you don't have a significant amount of savings or reserves, you may consider opening a line of credit with your um, local bank or or whatever uh, entity you bank with, uh, just so you have something available. Now, there's typically going to be an annual fee at a minimum for that line of credit, but it's kind of like buying an insurance policy. So you're saying, "I'm, I'm opening this line of credit. I probably won't use it unless there's a true emergency, but at least I know there is somewhere that I can have money available if I really need it. If you have an emergency fund, you typically won't need this, but just something to consider um, if you if you don't. I do often also get the question, well, if I have a line of credit, do I really need an emergency fund or a cash reserve? And my answer is a resounding yes. A line of credit is all well and good, but the bank controls that. So you never quite know when that line of credit might go away. And I'm going to go back to our to our pandemic example, just because that's the most recent kind of financial instability that we've seen. But in the couple of months in 2020, where uh, many states were shut down, we saw lots of banks completely pulling lines of credit. So lines of credit that had been established sometimes for years, all of a sudden, poof, just disappeared and were no longer available. So it's a great backup, but it should not be the main uh, plan of action for, for money. Tip number three, if you have high interest debt, now is a good time to really focus on paying that down. Uh, the interest rates have gone up, interest rates might continue to go up, right? Hard to say exactly what's going to happen, but it doesn't look like interest rates are going down for the time being. Uh, They had been the lowest they've been in many years, and it looks like that is done. So if you have debt, specifically debt at a high interest rate, this is a good time to really make a plan to pay that down. Tip number four, if you are using debt, 
like your credit cards or line of credit, I would say use it with caution. Make sure that you're using it uh, to pay for things that have a true return on investment, not just to cover your expenses, right? So if there is a moment where you're really out of cash, you need to tap into that, that line of credit or credit card for an emergency, at that point, I want you to take a good hard look at your expenses to see is everything on this list really necessary and are there things that I can cut? Um, speaking of that, tip number five is it's a good time to review both your business and your personal expenses to see if um, there's any items that you are no longer needing and that can be cut. Uh, I just did that exercise with my um, with my husband last weekend where my husband loves to sign up for new things and then he kind of forget kind of forgets about them. And we keep paying for them for a long time. So he actually went through his credit card last weekend and looked at, okay, what do we actually still want and what are we ready to uh, to cut? So we do that exercise both on the personal side and I do it in, in the business uh, as well. Tip number six, if you are thinking of raises or other kind of sweeping compensation changes, you may decide to put those on hold for now. Uh, and again, all these tips are, they're options that are available to you in your business owner toolkit. You can do all of them. You can do none of them, right? And so if, if some of your team members have been asking uh, maybe for additional responsibility or uh, they're wanting to increase their uh, the rate, maybe we put that on hold for a little while until you figure out what exactly is going on with the economy. Uh, if that is going to make you lose a great clinician, then you might not be able to put it on hold. But if you were thinking of any big changes, perhaps this is a good time to just hit the pause button. It's not a no, but it maybe is a not right now and um, see what happens next. Tip number seven, gather data on clients who are rescheduling, clients who are uh, not showing up and look really look at what is going on in the business? Are those things happening because there truly is a financial concern for your clients or is it because of something else that's happening? But if you start gathering that data, then you can also track if, if there is a sudden change, you will see it uh, much faster than if you're not tracking the data. And then tip number eight, in the case of a recession, um, it's going to be okay for most people, right? You are in an industry that is very, very much in demand. Uh, there are clients out there for you. Uh, and ultimately, most businesses are going to be okay. It's scary, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, we often see in a uh, time of recession that there's a lot of great opportunities that come along. You may be able to make some great hires. Uh, there may be people who went out in private practice on their own, hung their own shingle, um, and then that was easy when times were really good. But then as soon as there's a downturn, they realize, you know what, this might not be for me. I would love to work for a group practice. And so you might be able to scoop up some great hires that are just, were not ready for you last year, but are ready for you now. I also um, think it's interesting when we look at what larger corporations do. In a time of recession, you'll often hear of them doing things like, quote unquote, right sizing, right? Where they combine positions, they, elim they eliminate positions. They just find more efficient ways of doing things. Um, ultimately, they have to stay 
profitable. And so they get creative to be able to do that. And the same opportunity can present itself to you in your practice. So regardless of what happens tomorrow, next week, next month, most business owners are going to be okay. So I want you to try to recenter yourself in that abundance mindset. Uh, But I do know that no matter what, you'll be better off if you're prepared for a downturn than if you're not. So I hope you'll consider some of the tips uh, that I gave you today and implement whatever is going to work best in your practice. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com slash accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice. 